Greetings and greetings and greetings and salutations, one and all. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It's Tuesday night right here on the night shift to DJ Kevin's to healthy love night, and we kick it off something like this. The baddest them can tell you nothing, so give them your attitude. Go sick, make them vexy, put them in a check, as you know you can mark it up. Do what you do, what you do, what you do, what you do, what you want. Do what you do, what you do, what you do, what you do, what you want. The zone of 10 winter. Let's call it do what you want. Let's actually do what you want. Wanna say big ups to each and everyone locked in right now? Those healing from near and far. Those on tuning radio the night of the DJ Kevin Stew. Those locked in on NIE Radio. Those tuning in on Island Worldwide. Wanna say big ups to those across the pond, one ham on the radio. Those out of the Lone Star State. On WGLRO. Do sick media, Hollywood radio. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Those locked in on PEMGTV.com. So glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. And you have my word, I wouldn't even try. Wait, name, do what you do what you want. Now what you know? If it gets right, do what you want. I want to say thanks to Pulse Media Group for sponsoring this segment of the broadcast. When being in the moment is priceless, they got you for innovative streaming and recording solutions. Have an event you want to stream live on a secure platform, funeral, wedding, party, seminar, class, church service even. Just give them a call, 754-999-6020 Or check them out on paulcmg.com If you want to take it a step further and have your own internet TV station They got you Any man 
Inviting you to call a friend, tell a friend. Call an enemy. Friends of your enemies and enemies of your friends. Tell them the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew is on. It's healthy love night. Well, 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 well. So those of you who are following me on social media, you can follow me at DJ Kevin Stew on Instagram and Twitter. Well, actually, at TNS with, DJ, with Kevin Stew on Twitter. At DJ Kevin Stew on Instagram. The night shift to DJ Kevin Stew on Facebook. And DJ Kevin Stew on Facebook. Them can't tell you nothing, so give them your attitude. Go sick, make them vexy, put them in a check, cause you know you can mark it. Do what you do, what you do, what you do, what you do, what you want. It's called Do What You Want. Why you tie on winter? Tie on winter. Depending on how you pronounce it. Alright, so you'll see that um, tonight we're going to be talking about a few things, touching on a few areas. Um, and it's all centered around vaccinated socializing. Yesterday, the CDC came out with a report that said, hey, you know, if you've gotten your full regimen of <laughs> COVID vaccinations, I don't know what is being fully COVID vaccinated is, really, with all the I don't knows that are floating around, but they say, hey, listen, if you've gotten both of your COVID shots that you're required to get, then you can hang out. So let me, let me, let me, let me give it to you exactly how it is put out there in the news. According to APnews.com, fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or social distancing according to long-awaited guidance from federal health officials. Hmm. Okay. Let me go ahead and put this out there from the get-go. Numbers to call, numbers to text, 773-789-STEW, 773-789-7839. You can call, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you can Telegram, you uh, can Skype me on Kevin.Stew. The, those are the various methods by which you can get in touch. Don't be shy because I'm not going to be shy with you. So don't be shy with me. All right. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you can get in touch. Of course, if, if you're watching on Facebook Live, use the link that you see pinned in, in, the, in the chat. And it'll take you to the video because this is only a segment broadcast on, on Facebook Live. So... This is going to be gone in just a few. All right? So, 773-789-STEW, 773-789-7839. Cool. The recommendations 
also say that vaccinated people can come together in the same way in a single household with people considered at low risk for severe disease, such as the case of vaccinated grandparents visiting healthy grandchildren and grandchildren. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced the guidance on Monday, which would have been the 8th of March, 2021. The guidance is is designed to address a growing demand as more adults have been getting vaccinated and wondering if it gives them greater freedom to visit family members, travel, or do things they they like and they did before COVID-19 pandemic swept the world last year. With... Uh, With more and more people vaccinated each day, we're starting to turn a corner, said CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Walensky, sorry, let me not destroy her name. During a press briefing Monday, she called the guidance a first step toward restoring normalcy and how people come together. She said more more activities would be okayed for vaccinated individuals once caseload and deaths decline. More Americans are vaccinated and as more science emerges on the ability of those who have been vaccinated to get and spread the virus. So, first thing for me (laughs) is, wait. So, they're still waiting on more information about people getting vaccinated and as and, and and the science more information from the science of the ability of those who have been vaccinated to get and spread the virus so they still don't know if those who were vaccinated are spreading the virus however all those that are vaccinated can hang out together without masks so that they can spread the virus among each other so off the bat, my question is, and I asked this question last night, so it's, it's, it's not a new question. If people are, that are vaccinated can go ahead and hang out without masks or without social distancing, how do you know everybody that is vaccinated? Is everybody going to now walk around with this quote-unquote vaccine passport and display it like, and, and a badge, like an ID that you have to pin on to, to, to walk through certain types of offices. How, how is this going to go? Because an individual who has not been vaccinated can now easily say, hey, listen, you know, I've been vaccinated. I got all my shots. Let's party. And everybody will be like, yay, muscles off. So is that how it really goes? The CDC is continuing to recommend that fully vaccinated people still wear well-fitted masks, <laughs> avoid large gatherings, and physically distance themselves from others when out in public. The CDC also advised vaccinated people to get tested if they develop symptoms that could be related to COVID-19. Alright, so this pause is brought to you by the people giving the vaccine shots. Really? So, go ahead. Hang on to those who have been vaccinated. However, you have to get tested for the virus if you develop a cold. 
if you have flu-like symptoms. If you get stuffy and you can't smell. If your sinuses start to, start to bother you and your sense of smell goes because you're so stuffy because of all the draining of mucus. You have to get tested for COVID. Because, oh, wait, I got the shots though. So I should be good, right? No, because they're not sure if you have the virus again and are displaying symptoms of the virus again. Hence, being able to spread the virus again. The CDC guidance did not speak to people who may have gained some level of immunity from being infected and recovering from the virus. Why not? If the vaccine is supposed to do the same thing as someone who has caught the virus and developed antibodies, why doesn't the CDC guideline include those people? Officials say a person is considered fully vaccinated for vaccinated two weeks after receiving the last required dose of vaccine. About 31 million Americans, or only about 9% of the U.S. population, have been fully vaccinated with a federally authorized COVID-19 vaccine so far, according to the CDC. Here's the thing. Let's go back to this. You're considered fully vaccinated two weeks after receiving the last required dose of vaccine. You notice they don't put a number on that. So, if next week the last required dose is that booster that they're requiring or they're suggesting that people who have been vaccinated six or more months ago get... You remember hearing about that booster? Yeah, that one. So, that now becomes the last required dose, doesn't it? <sighs> Or is it that people don't remember about that dose? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tossing out questions here. Because somebody, somebody might be a little bit more informed than I am. I only get bits and pieces of information as I, as I scroll looking for information. The article, article continues. Authorizes vaccine doses first became available in December, and they were products that required two doses spaced weeks apart. But since January, a small but growing number of Americans have been fully vaccinated and have been asking questions like, do I still have to wear a mask? Can I go to a bar now? Can I finally see my grandchildren? The guidance was welcome news to a, to a nation that is understandably tired of the pandemic and longs to safely resume normal, quote-unquote normal, activities, said Dr. Richard Besser, president and CEO of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and a former acting director of the CDC. I hope that this new guidance provides the momentum for everyone to get vaccinated when they can and gives states the patients to follow the public health roadmap roadmap needed to reopen the economies and communities safely, said Besser in a statement. But some said the guidance is too cautious. Alright, before I continue here, let me tell you some of the things that I've been saying personally. 
and I, I didn't just start saying them. We've been, we, I've been saying this for a while. First of all, you create a scare. Next, you come out with a solution to address the scare. So you come out as a hero. So now people will listen to you because now you have a solution to the problem. You know, that initial problem caused by the woman having bat soup in that wet market in Wuhan, China, that infected the whole world. Yeah, that one. Now, as I say this, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the virus isn't real. The virus is real. It's just that from the get-go, we've been told various stories as it relates to this virus. So now we're given the solution to the problem of the virus. We're given a vaccine. A vaccine that was developed in months, however, had been because there have been testing of the vaccine from 2002 from SARS came about. Now they're saying, hey, people have been we've been testing this for a long time and didn't have the funds to, to complete the testing. Now that this, vac- this, this, this virus is taken over the world, we've gotten the funding. Now comes this virus that because of different technology, we can produce this vaccine. This mRNA vaccine. Oh, by the way, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but if you look up the definition of a vaccine, no, it has been changed just a little bit so that it can include mRNA vaccines. Don't believe me? Check it out. So, (laughs) this, this is where things get even more interesting, right? So here we go. We are told you can go with as long as you get the last recommended dose of the vaccine, you can hang out with people again. But they don't talk about people who have recovered already naturally. So let me give you a synthetic protection, a synthetic layer of protection against this vaccine. But I don't know how exactly this synthetic layer really works. In the long term. So the people that have recovered fully from the virus naturally. Which we outnumber the people who did not recover, by the way. But we're not going to get into into that competition, right? They're saying, get your vaccination. And once you get all your doses, you can hang out together. However... If you're going out in public, still wear a mask, still social distance, unless all of you that that have been vaccinated are gathering together. Well, what number is that and how do you know? We'll come back to that. All right, so some said the guidance guidance is too cautious. Dr. Ali Khan, dean of the University of Nebraska College in, sorry, Nebraska College of Public Health, said the guidance is reasonable in many respects with the exception of travel. The CDC did not change its recommendations on travel, which discourages unnecessary travel and calls for getting tested within a few days of the trip. That could seem confusing to vaccinated people hoping to visit family across the country or abroad. Right? Because you're told, yeah, you can gather with some people without mask and without social distancing, but you have to get tested if you travel, then why did I get vaccinated? They need to relax travel for those vaccinated. Quote, unquote. 
and to immediately publish electronic standards for documents that show whether a person is fully vaccinated, said Khan, who formerly was a leading CDC disease detective. Now, pause. You might remember some time ago I talked about here comes a, a um, vaccine passport and I presented a, 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 an article relating to that. So we've, we've, we've talked about the vaccine passport, but I've also talked about the mandate. So you would need to be vaccinated and prove that you're vaccinated in order to travel. And this is what they're saying here. So there needs to be some kind of electronic information system. Now, here we go. How are you going to determine electronically that I have been vaccinated when I get to California? from florida unless there is some nationwide database that you can check that against so now we're all getting tagged in that respect the new guidance also says nothing about going to restaurants or other places even though governors are lifting restrictions on businesses said dr lena dr lena wen an emergency physician and public health professor at George Washington University, who formerly was Baltimore's health commissioner. When he said the CDC CDC should have had some kind of post-vaccination guidance ready in January, when some people first began to finish their second doses, and she called the guidance that came out on Monday far too cautious. Oh, when said, uh, yeah, <laughs> when, um, Dr. When, W-E-N. Um, when also said in an email, the CDC is missing a major opportunity to tie vaccination status with responding guidance. By coming out with such limited guidance, they are missing the window to influence state and national policy. Are they? But some people who are fully vaccinated were pleased by Monday's news. Ruth Michienzi, who among those who was among was among those receiving her second and final vaccine dose at a pharmacy inside a stop and shop market in Woburn, Massachusetts on Monday morning. The 91-year-old resident of nearby Burlington said she's fine with having to still wear a face mask in public and follow her safety guidelines even after being fully vaccinated. But Michienzi, who also said she's excited to finally be able to take off her mask in front of her three great-grandchildren. She's seen them in person since receiving her first shot about a month ago, but has kept her face mask on. I hope they remember me, she said. I've been doing all of that for a year, and I don't want that year to be wasted. Michienzi said um, of the safety regulations, I think it's smart to wait. Wait for what, Grandma? Just asking. A pair of customers who weren't in line to receive shots, though, openly groused about the continued restrictions and voiced fears that stricter mandates on travel and socializing would follow, even as more are vaccinated. Grace McShane, 61, of Melrose, 
also received her second dose Monday at the same supermarket. She says she qualified for the vaccine because she is high risk, including suffering a heart attack last year. The in-home caregiver said she too was fine with the continued restrictions even after being vaccinated. Even if you're vaccinated, it's better to be safe than sorry. This is the new normal. This is part of life and you just have to adapt to it, McShane said. She said she is looking forward to hugging her three grandchildren without having to wear a mask. Her grown children have also been vaccinated as essential workers. Just cuddle and give them hugs, McShane said. That's all I want to do. So, let me ask you this. If you happen to give them COVID-19 after you have received the vaccine, the the, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren, this machine, if you happen to give it to them, how will you feel about that? We understand the, 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 there is, at this point in time, the well sought after desire to be able to socialize again and rightly so you know we've been separated from friends and family members for over a year so people want to get back to what they know as normal living let me tell you this in restaurants and bars and such you can't walk in there without a face mask on. But while you're in there, you can remove that face mask. You can't drink a beer with a mask on. You can't eat food with a mask on. So when you're in these restaurants and these bars, you're going to have to take the mask off. And there are other people that are in the bar. Are you only allowed to go into these bars if you're vaccinated? So who are the people who are, the people who are going to these bars? Are they all vaccinated? How do they know? I haven't seen anything that says uh, scan your 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 um, passport, your vaccine passport here, or present your vaccination records here. What about invasion of privacy? Doesn't that come into play somewhere along the line? So it's 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 a delicate balancing act, and I'm still trying to figure out how exactly we're supposed to navigate this one. But the CDC said, hey, listen, fully vaccinated people can gather together without social distancing, without masks, and they can have fun. They didn't say up to how many people. <laughs> they didn't say yeah, if you have to prove that you've been vaccinated. They didn't say any of that. So um, as far as anybody else knows, everybody is vaccinated because that's all you have to do say i've been vaccinated you want to test my temperature go right ahead so <laughs> you know it's 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 just interesting to me and it will remain interesting to me we're gonna take a quick little break and say goodbye to those who are tuned in on facebook live um for those of you who are over there that are listening in use the link that you see jump on into the chat room on paul c media group PEMGTV.com and let's chit chat some more. Yeah? Cool. We can do that. We'll be right back after these messages. Facebook Live, deuces to you. Take care.
Chelsea Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. Imagine having our own Caribbean center. Imagine a museum highlighting our history and the contributions of Caribbean people to the world. Imagine being able to visit and learn about the islands we call home in a place where our kids can see and feel their cultural heritage. You can make this vision come to life. Help us create this first-of-its-kind space that all Caribbean people can be proud of. Your contribution to Island Space Caribbean Museum will help this dream come true. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe and donate today. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Yes, my people, check out iRed Funks on Reggae Global Radio every Saturday at 8 p.m. with Kev Stew, where I'll give you a pre-life. Brand new! Good for you! Kick it like a ball if you don't see a dance hall. You hear that? Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin Stew, working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather Just to please the devil never Will DJ Kevin choose sell his soul? That's a word and honor It's Christine to represent him Word and honor Celestia DJ Kevin's true. Oh, 
vaccinated are saying you know hey listen i'm vaccinated you're vaccinated come on over let's hang out here's someone you can invite to come on over my sponsor for this segment of the broadcast althea and her healing heavenly hands Althea is a licensed massage therapist that operates out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you COVID-free. She'd like to leave that way, of course. And she has over 20 years of experience. Yes, it has gone to 21. I did the math. It's actually 21 years of experience now. Give her a call. She comes to you with her table and her oils and, of course, her healing heavenly hands. The number to use, 954-655-9000. You can also email her at theolata at att.net. The only thing that she asks outside of paying her is that you get off her table when she is done and go sleep somewhere else. Hey Althea, come on over. Searching for your treasure. I can be a and as an added bonus, you can talk to her about personal training. She has received her certification in a, as being a personal trainer. Or certification in personal training. Any which way you want to slice it. So she can be everything you want. Your personal trainer and then massage you after your muscles are aching. Perfect. Thank you, Enzo. The track is called Come Over. Now, our neighbors from a little bit over and round the corner in Austria are, you know, they're, they're a little bit concerned about what is going on with, with one of the vaccines that they have. The AstraZeneca vaccine. And they're taking some precautionary measures following some unusual occurrences. Well, are they that unusual? So, according to Comonews.com, Austrian authorities have suspended inoculations with a batch of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine as a precautionary measure while they investigate the death of one person and the illness of another after they received shots. 
It's important to remember that correlation is not the same as causation. So just because a death occurred on the same day a person received a vaccination doesn't mean there's any connection, said Dr. Jeffrey Singer of the Cato Institute to the National Desks. Um, Cato Institute to the National Desks. Oh, Jan Jeffcoat. We've yet to confirm a single death related to AstraZeneca vaccine. He continues to say. All right, before 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 I, I I go on any further with this, let me quickly address something here. It is important, and 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 this is Doctor Jeffrey Singer's quote. It is important to remember that correlation is not the same thing as causation. All right. So those people that have died, that had COVID nineteen. Is the death correlated or is it caused by? Because as per the statistics, they are recorded as cause of death COVID-19. And some of these people have underlying conditions. And as a result of getting the virus, their underlying condition killed them. So is it correlation or is it causation? Because it seems that that can be that card can be played conveniently. Anyway, moving on. The AstraZeneca vaccine is currently in use in 60 countries, but has yet to submit an application for approval to the Food and Drug Administration. Why? Why hasn't there been <laughs> an, a, an application submitted to the FDA? The FDA is going to want to see what comes from the investigation, said Dr. Singer. To make sense, it, sorry, it makes sense for Austria to want to look into it and suspend it, but just because something happened on the same day doesn't mean there's a connection. But it is this connection that has been what, what, what the... It's this connection that is, is what has been pushing some of these vaccinations. So how then, you know, you're saying that yeah, it, it, there's not necessarily a connection. Another example of correlation, not meaning causation, according to Dr. Singer, um, is, is just that. A recent study by the CDC says mask mandates and prohibiting on-premises dining helps limit COVID-19 exposure. The CDC, this CDC study, actually mentioned that it had a lot of limitations, it didn't control for any other factors that mitigate COVID spread, and didn't control for compliance, said Dr. Singer. I think, in general, allowing people at this point, a year later, with what we now know, with vaccines around, with therapeutics, with better ways of treating COVID, allowing people more flexibility to use their best informed judgment, I think is more likely to actually get compliance. Compliance to what? Even as states roll back mandates, Dr. Singer says, we'll continue to see people masking up. Well, why not? Why wouldn't we? You know, the, the, the seed of fear has already been planted. So why wouldn't people continue to do what 
they believe is going to be helpful. Lifting mask mandates is not the same thing as ordering people to take their masks off. It just means that people will not be penalized for wearing a mask, said Dr. Singer. He continues to say, restaurants and stores, they want business and they're going to want to do things, want to do the things that are going to attract people and make people feel safe. All right. Let's address this for a moment. So, I walk around with a mister, and I spray the room every 15 minutes. You have no clue what is in this container. It could just be water, and I'm just misting water. It could be water mixed with a a low percentage of, of alcohol. You know, it, it could be soap and water. But I'm misting this room every 15 minutes and saying that I'm sterilizing. That makes you feel safer, doesn't it? So, I, I, I don't think anybody has gone to any of these locations, any of these restaurants, any of these, any of these bars that are actually open and seen anybody do that. I haven't gone to any of the bars or restaurants. So I can't say for sure. However, to say that, and and this is a completely unrelated news report, by the way. So, but to say that people who are fully vaccinated, because there are now more people who are vaccinated, um, can socialize without masks and and, and without um, social distancing, when this has already been happening. I, I don't think we have taken the time to recognize that little bit of information. This has already been happening. They just announced this yesterday, the 8th of March. This has been happening. I've been seeing this happen for weeks. Restaurants have been opening. Bars have been opening. I haven't really seen any clubs opening, but I haven't gone to where clubs are at that time of the night to to, to pay attention to that. But the bars that have karaoke, the bars that have live musicians, I've seen those open and people are hanging out and having a good time. So... I guess you could say, uh, it would be safe to say that some of these party places are open, but having restrictions or some of the open air places are open, I I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. Partially because I'm not interested. Um, Comonews.com article goes on to say it's an antiviral, said Dr. Singer. It looks like it stops the virus Oh, sorry. Um, As vaccine development continues, Ridgeback Biotherapeutics and Merck have developed an experimental drug meant to reduce COVID infections. It's an antiviral, said Dr. Singer. It looks like it stops the virus from reproducing when it enters the host cell. We only have very limited information on it so far. It It would be great if it works, but, you know, we had high hopes for remdesivir, which is also an antiviral, and while it helps some, it doesn't help nearly as much as we hoped it would. All right. So here we go. We have <laughs> this 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 possible new thing, this antiviral, 
and it's a possibility they're they're, they're, tor- they're throwing this into the mix you know the, there is the 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 vaccine and now they're saying hey you know this antiviral look like it it it, it, it is working we know remdesivir works with some people doesn't work with everybody so we're tossing something else into the mix okay cool you know i'm 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 game for tossing things into the mix to work against covid-19 because I, I i want to be able to do some of the things that that we're able to do before also you know i i want the the fear to subside because that's one of the things that 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 seem to be restricting a lot of people the fear so um we're here uh, struggling and, 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 and debating, you know, how are we going to get through? How are we going to go on? How are we going to survive? And here is something else being tossed into the mix. A, a new drug, an antiviral that, that people don't know about. It's still in the testing phase. And they're saying, you know, it looks like it could help, but we don't really know. But what's the big deal with not really knowing about that when here you have a vaccine that really and truly the same thing can be said you know we don't really know because we still want you to wear masks when going out in public although you've been vaccinated yeah there's a possibility that you may be able to transfer the virus to someone else who hasn't been vaccinated or there's a possibility that you may contract the virus again and start showing symptoms so you know unless you're hanging out with people who have also been vaccinated you know, go ahead and protect yourself. Wear a mask. So distance yourself. But when you get around those who have been vaccinated, that's cool. But what about those who have been vaccinated that have been around people who were not vaccinated and possibly contracted the virus? But because they're vaccinated, the virus is not manifesting in them. It's, it's not showing symptoms. But they're carrying the virus and they can somehow transmit this virus. What then? Pom, pom, pom. And, however, you know, if like those that are working in the medical field who have gotten their shots and their, their, their full dose of the vaccination and they happen to be working with individuals who have the virus and then they have to go home to their family members who have not had the vaccination or around friends because they said they got the vaccination, but they didn't. And one of them has the virus and you who now were vaccinated end up showing symptoms of COVID once again. In fact, maybe you didn't show it before. But now you've gone around and you've been exposed, even possibly through work. Now you're showing symptoms of the virus. Because we haven't gotten that news. And it's not to say that it hasn't happened. But we just haven't gotten that bit of news. So if there's the question saying about whether or not you can get the virus again after getting it before which we've heard of people saying yo i've had this before and no i'm told that i have it again um or so you have the question saying because of that and we haven't heard about individuals who have been vaccinated showing symptoms of covid19 but 
we know of people who have gotten the flu vaccine that has caught the flu. And you might want to say, well, why are we comparing the flu with COVID-19? Well, the structure of the virus is quite similar. And the way the virus operates, the way it, it, it acts and mutates, it's quite similar. So now we have several new strains of the COVID-19 virus, right? Just like how we have different strains of the flu virus. So let me ask this once again. Are we now going to have, because it was said before, we may get to the point where every year we're going to have to take this COVID vaccine, just like the flu shot. So are we saying then that just like the flu, you're going to get sick, you'll possibly die, but you have a strong chance of recovering and you're better off or, sorry, it would help if you get the vaccine because that's what they said about flu vaccine right it will help you it will help to either lessen the symptom or prevent you from getting the virus they're not sure but the flu vaccine helps it it it, it, the narrative sounds quite familiar that's what i am saying um am i wrong yes no (laughs) Help me out here. Uh, 773-789-STEW. 773-789-7839. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Uh, Kevin.Stew on Skype. And of course, a chat room. PEMGTV.com. Until KevinStew.com has, has been revived. Um, they're still working on it. It's we, We're using PEMGTV.com. Thank you, Pulsey Media Group, for affording me that opportunity um, to, to use that and the chat room. So, you know, I, 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 I'm looking for these answers because, again, my name is DJ Kevin Stew, not DR Kevin Stew. So I need to get these answers from somewhere. Now, back in November of 2020, Mercola.com put an article out talking about how the COVID-19 vaccine could possibly affect your immune system. Uh, I, I don't know how many people came, read that article or even were aware that such an article existed. But I'm going to touch on that for a moment. In fact, I'll introduce it now, take the break at the top of the hour, and then come back and, and look at it some more before we get into musical therapy. So, according to a study that examined how informed consent is given to COVID-19 vaccine trial participants, disclosure forms fail to inform volunteers that the vaccine might make them susceptible to more severe disease if they're exposed to the virus. The study informed consent disclosure to vaccine trial subjects of risk of COVID-19 vaccine worsening clinical disease that's, that's what it's titled it's a long title published in the, jour- in the International Journal of Clinical Practice October 28, 2020 points out COVID-19 vaccines designed to elicit neutralizing antibodies may sensitize vaccine recipients to more severe disease 
if they were not vaccinated. Sorry, than if they were not vaccinated. Quote, Vaccines for SARS, MERS, RSV have never been approved, and the data generated in the development and testing of these vaccines suggest a serious mechanistic concern. The vaccines designed empirically using the traditional approach, consisting of unmodified or minimally modified coronavirus viral spike to elicit neutralizing antibodies, but they composed of protein, viral vector DNA or RNA, and irrespective yes, irrespective of delivery method, may worsen COVID-19 disease via antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. The paper states. So basically, um, <laughs> these vaccines that have never been approved and <laughs> the the ones containing the viral vector may actually worsen COVID-19 disease via antibody-dependent enhancement. It goes on to say, the, this risk is sufficiently obscured in clinical trial protocols and consent forms for ongoing COVID-19 vaccine trials that adequate patient comprehension of this risk is unlikely to occur, obviating uh, truly informed consent by subjects in these trials. The specific and significant COVID-19 risk of ADE should have been and should be prominently and independently disclosed to research subjects currently in vaccine trials, as well as those being recruited for the trials and future patients after vaccine approval. In order to meet the medical ethics standard of patient comprehension for informed consent. Now, as we are going to jump off and, and, and take a quick break, let me say this. When it comes to medical ethics and the standards that govern them, we're not talking about law. We're talking about guidelines. So, if they're hiding a bit of information as it relates to medical ethics, they can actually get away with it because it is not legally required, though it is ethically required. You see where this is going? So, it's important that we pay attention to these little things because these little things make big differences. And with these big differences, we could, they could either make or break a situation. They can either heal you or hurt you. These little bits of information that were just so conveniently left out. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at what antibody-dependent enhancement is to get a little better a little bit of a better understanding and and to see you know what 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 how can this information help us are there questions that we still need to ask at this point since 
um, this was an article. This particular article is from November of 2019. Sorry, 2020. In March of 2021, is this information still relevant? That's the question. We'll be right back after these messages. It takes an entire village to raise a child. Hello, I'm Paul Campbell, here to talk about Palace. Peace and Love Academic Scholarship. This nonprofit group supports students facing serious obstacles from entering or continuing their studies, not because the grades are failing, but due to the lack of financial support. Over the past eight years, Palace has awarded 600 scholarships valued at approximately 50.3 million Jamaican dollars or 415,000 U.S. dollars. Together, we must build a better future for our children. Please visit www.palace1.org and make your donation to brighten the future of a deserving child. Palace, preserving young minds for posterity. Matthew 28:19 says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations." With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, the Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Come on, smile! Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe... He has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Hey yo, this is Karamanti letting you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't People move. are afraid, they are petrified. It have them lock up in and them house, them don't want to go outside. All of the clubs and pubs locked down I can't even dance to my champion sound But I stay strong 
Ready for self-isolation Sean, Sean Now we're under attack Drones from out of space So if you're going out, put gloves on Put a mask over your face Be all a wrap up my dreadlocks And bring my cleansing cream with me Maintain a good personal hygiene And stay three meters away from me So I say go Straight out the door Coronavirus you're not welcome anymore Were you the one who tried to make me lay down and die? You think I'd grumble? You think I'd lay down and cry? I will survive I will survive Just as long as I know how to live I know I'll stay alive Clean out your house, good disinfect and sterilize I've got my ceiling fan, domestics and my beer on by my side Hope and pray the NHS don't fall apart Big up the doctors and the nurses, we keep them in our thoughts All those hours that them working just to keep people alive Maximum respect due to all of you My heart is full of pride, now you see me Me say respect you I'm not that selfish person in that supermarket queue So if you feel like pushing past vulnerable people and I see all that anger that's inside You don't want to upset me So I say go Straight out the door Coronavirus mm. You're not welcome anymore Were you the one who tried to hurt me with your lies? You think I'd grumble You think I'd lay down and cry Oh no not I I will survive Yeah As long as I know how to live I will survive, people. Clean out your house, good disinfect and sterilize. I've got my sleep bank, domestics and my parents by my side. So if just like me, you have lost good friends, and you don't know if it's corona or government and murder them, hello? One thing I know, just make sure you not end up in a hospital. Me not go make no doctor joke me. Me not take no vaccination. No, so no. I say go. Go on. Straight out the door. Galang. Coronavirus. You. You're not welcome anymore. Not at all. People. Clean out your house, good. Disinfect and sterilize. I've got my ceiling bank. Domestics and my parents by my side. Now they say that domestic abuse is on the increase. Mm. Because of all them dirty liars and them bedroom cheats. True lockdown, them can't sneak out. And their lover is all alone. So they keep texting, sending messages to your mobile phone. Your partner find out. And them get vexed. Them see your naked picture worse than that Them read them intimate texts Oh, but just like Shaggy You tell them, no, it wasn't me No, you see all this corona causing your misery So she say, go Sleep on the floor As far as she's concerned You're not going to her zoom zoom anymore She treat you good, she treat you like a king and a man And just because you couldn't keep your little something in your pants So I say go, straight out the door Coronavirus, you're not welcome anymore 
Were you the one who tried to make me lay down and die? You think I'd crumble? You think I'd lay down and die? No to all those shopkeepers who are going to tea. Zone of Mike, it's off on a friendly fire band. 99 is cheap on 45. Their rendition of I Will Survive. No, let me send out a little warning to all of them. I will send for all my friends to vote your things and share with them. So Come on, Mega, jack your store. Straight out the door. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Welcome. Reggae Global Entertainment. To your mobile. Reggae Global Entertainment will take care of your bookings, handle your tour management, handle your legal contracts, copyrights, publishing, trademarks, business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Just go ahead and give them a call. 954 or check them out online reggaeglobalentertainment.com what was $1.99 is cheap on 45 this week oh now let me send out a little warning to all of them I will send for all my friends to vote your things and share with them so I say go straight out the door coronavirus you're not welcome anymore. Not at all. Clean out your house, good disinfect and sterilize. I got my seed bank. Domestic and my beer on by my side. I will survive. I will survive. I will survive. You're not yeah. stopping me. As long as I know how to live, I know I'll stay alive. I will be. Clean out your house, good disinfect and sterilize. I got my seed bank. Domestic and my beer on by my side. So I say go. So, for those of you just tuning in, welcome to Healthy Love. We're talking about vaccinated socializing tonight. And we're looking at some things as it relates to that. And we looked at what the CDC was saying about those who are fully vaccinated being able to hang out with each other without wearing masks and social distancing. But people have been doing that already. And we also looked at the fact that in Austria, the AstraZeneca vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, I said, hey, listen, um, hold on. (laughs) We're going to take a pause on this one because one person died and one person is severely ill. And they're saying, hey, listen, not because a person died the same day that they got the vaccine means that it's the vaccine that caused it. So uh, causation and correlation... Are, are are two completely different things. And maybe it may be correlated, but it may not have caused it. But in the meantime, go ahead and do your investigation. We'll keep our ears to the ground and see how this plays out. Because, of course, you probably won't, we probably won't hear anything much about it after this. Because sweep, 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 under the rug, there it goes. Now, we started looking at how this COVID-19 vaccine could possibly affect (laughs) the immune system as per an article presented back in November of 2020, which I'm sure most of us had not heard about. Now, as noted by the authors of that International Journal of Clinical Practice paper, Previous coronavirus vaccine efforts for severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus, the SARS-CoV, remember that one? The Middle East respiratory syndrome coronavirus, MERS, and respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, have revealed a serious concern. That concern being 
the vaccines have a tendency to trigger antibody-dependent enhancement. So, what does that mean? In a nutshell, it means that rather than enhance your immunity against the infection, the vaccine actually enhances the virus's ability to enter and infect your cells, resulting in more severe disease than you had than had you not been vaccinated at all. This is the exact opposite of what a vaccine is supposed to do. And a significant problem that has been pointed out from the very beginning of this push for a COVID-19 vaccine. The 2003 review paper, Antibody-Dependent Enhancement of Virus Infection and Disease, explains it like this. Quote, In general, virus-specific antibodies are considered antiviral and play an important role in the control of virus infections in a number of ways. However, in some instances, the presence of specific antibodies can be beneficial to the virus. This is actually known as antibody-dependent enhancement of virus infection, or ADE, aid of virus infection. Now, the aid of virus infection is a phenomenon in which virus-specific antibodies enhance the entry of virus and, in some cases, the replication of virus into monocytes, phagophies, sorry, microphages, and um, granul- granulocytic cells through interaction with FC and or complement receptors. Now, this phenomenon has been reported in vitro and in vivo for viruses representing numerous families of genera of public health and veterinary importance. These viruses share some common features, such as preferential replication in microphages, ability to establish persistence, and antigenic diversity. For some viruses, ADE of infection has become a great concern to disease control by vaccination. So, this bit of information has been known and has not been put out in mass media. Why, pray tell? Why? Previous coronavirus vaccine efforts have also failed. Did you know that? Well, in a May 2020 interview with Robert Kennedy Jr., he summarized the history of coronavirus vaccine development, which began back in 2002. So it's not something new. Remember, we established that already. It's not something new. So it, this virus development began in, twen- in 2002, following three consecutive SARS outbreaks. By 2012, Chinese, American, and European scientists were working on SARS vaccine development and had about 30 promising can- candidates. Of those, the four best candidates were then given to ferrets, which are the closest analog to human lung function. Now, there's a video which a select outtake 
from the full interview exp- um, where Kennedy explains what happens next. But while the ferrets displayed robust antibody response, which is the metric used for vaccine licensing, once they were challenged with the wild virus, they all became severely ill and died. So they didn't make it. The same thing happened when they tried to develop an RSV vaccine back in the 1960s. The RSV is an upper respiratory illness that is very similar to that caused by coronaviruses. At that time, they had decided to skip animal trials and go directly to human trials. They tested it, tested it on about 35 children, and the same thing happened, Kennedy said. The children developed a champion antibody response, robust, durable. It looked perfect, but when the children were exposed to the wild virus, they all became sick. Two of them died. They, ab- they abandoned the vaccine. It was a big embarrassment to FDA and NIH. And again, you can look it up. The information is out there. Just, just go searching. Coronaviruses produce not just one, but two types of antibodies, two different types. Neutralizing antibodies, also referred to IgG, the immunoglobin G antibodies that fight the infection. And they, they, they also produce binding ant- antibodies, also known as non-neutralizing antibodies. They cannot prevent viral infection. Now, instead of preventing viral infection, binding antibodies trigger an abnormal immune response known as paradoxical immune enhancement. Another way to look at it is your immune system is actually backfiring and not functioning to protect you, but actually making you worse. Now, many of the COVID-19 vaccines currently in the running are using mRNA to instruct your cells to make the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, the S protein. The spike protein, which is what attaches to the ACE2 receptor of the cell, is the first stage of the two-stage process viruses use to gain entry into cells. The idea is that by creating the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, your immune system will commence production of antibodies without making you sick in the process. Sounds good enough. The key question is, which of the two types of antibodies are being produced through this process? Is it the bonding, the, 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 the binding antibodies, or is it the neutralizing antibodies? In April 2020, there was a, there was a Twitter thread. The immunologist noted, while developing vaccines and considering immunity passports, we must first understand the complex role of antibodies in SARS, MERS, and COVID-19. He goes on to list several coronavirus vaccine studies that have raised concerns about ADE. The first is a 2017 study in PLOS pathogens, PLOS pathogens, enhanced inflammation in New Zealand white rabbits when MERS-CoV reinfection occurs in the absence of neutralizing antibody 
which investigated whether getting infected with MERS would protect the subject against reinfection, as is typically the case with many viral illnesses. Meaning, once you recover from a viral infection, you're immune and won't contract the illness again, like what happens with measles. Now, to determine how MERS infects or affects the immune system, the researchers infected white rabbits with the virus. The rabbits got sick, developed antibodies, but those antibodies were not the neutralizing kind, meaning the kind that block infection. As a result, they were not protected from reinfection. And when exposed to MERS for a second time, they became ill again, and it was more severe. So, let's take this, before I move on any further, let's take this little bit of information and apply it to what we're hearing about these new strains of the COVID-19 virus, where they're saying that people that, that are getting infected with the new strains are even sicker than when they got infected the first time, or that it is more deadly than the initial or the original strain of the COVID-19 vaccine. You see that similarity there? Just, I, I, could, be, I could be just grasping at straws. I could be reaching. It, it, I could be way out of my league with my observation. Again, DJ Kevin Stew, not DR Kevin Stew, right? So the article goes on, quote, in fact, reinfection resulted in enhanced pulmonary inflammation without an associated increase in viral RNA titers, the authors noted. Interestingly, neutralizing antibodies were elicited during this second infection, preventing the animals from getting infected a third time. And the authors said, our data from the rabbit model suggests that people exposed to MERS-CoV who fail to develop a neutralizing antibody response or persons whose neutralizing antibodies, antibody titers have waned may be at risk for severe lung disease on re-exposure to MERS-CoV. In other words, if the vaccine does not result in a robust response in neutralizing antibodies, you might be at risk for more severe lung disease if you're infected with the virus. And... Here's an important point. COVID-19 vaccines are not designed to prevent infection. As detailed in how COVID-19 vaccine trials are rigged, which is another article, a successful vaccine merely needs to reproduce, sorry, a successful vaccine merely needs to reduce the severity of symptoms. They're not even looking at the reduction of the infection, hospitalization, or death rates. They're looking at the reduction of symptoms. So, basically, as if, if we're going to go with just this information, this bit of information here, if you get the vaccine and it reduces your symptoms, you may still die. Because although your symptoms are less, the severity of the virus and what it is doing may be worse or the same. And 
as a result, whatever it is triggering, whatever underlying conditions you may have that it may trigger and affect and or affect, then chances are you have a less like you're less likely to recover. That's what I'm getting from this. I don't know what you're getting from it, but again, my job is to stimulate your appetite, not satisfy your hunger. So go ahead and do some more research. Go ahead and look up something else on this. How about finding information to debunk it? Now, mind you, this information has also been fact-checked. So, I don't know. The dengue virus is also known to cause ADE. And as explained in a, in a Swiss Medical Weekly paper published in April of 2020, the pathogenesis of COVID-19 is currently believed to proceed both via both directly cytotoxic and immune-mediated mechanisms. An additional mechanism facilitating viral cell entry and subsequent damage may involve the so-called antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. Now, ADE aid is a very well-known cascade of events whereby viruses may infect susceptible cells via interaction between virons complexed with antibodies or complement components and, respectively, FCR complement receptors, leading to an amplification of their replication. This phenomenon is of enormous relevance, not only for the understanding of viral pathogenesis, but also for developing antiviral strategies, notably vaccines. There are four stereo, sorry, four serotypes of dengue virus, all eliciting protective immunity. However, although homotypic protection is long-lasting, Cross-neutralizing antibodies against different serotypes are short-lived and may last up to only up to two years. In dengue fever, reinfection with a different serotype runs a more severe course when the protective antibody titer wanes. Here, non-neutralizing antibodies take over neutralizing ones, bind to dengue virons, and those complex mediate and these complexes mediate the infection of uh, phagocytic cells via interaction with the FC receptor in a typical ADE. In other words, heterotypic antibodies and sub-neutralizing titers account for ADE in persons infected with a serotype of dengue virus that is different from the first infection. Cross-reactive neutralizing antibodies are associated with decreased odds of symptomatic secondary infection, and the higher the titer of such antibodies following the primary infection, the longer the delay to symptomatic secondary infection. The paper goes on to detail results from follow-up investigations into dengue vaccine, which revealed the hospitalization rate for dengue among vaccinated children under the age of 9 was greater than the rate among controls. The explanation for this appears to be that the vaccine mimicked a primary infection, and as that immunity waned, the children became susceptible to ADE when they encountered the virus a second time. 
the authors say a post hoc analysis of efficacy trials using an anti-non-structural protein 1 immunoglobin G enzyme linked immunosubservant SA, E-L-I-S-A, ELISA, to distinguish antibodies elicited by wild-type infection from those following vaccination and showed that the vaccine was able to protect against severe dengue in those who had been exposed to the natural infection before vaccination and that the risk of severe clinical outcome was increasing among seronegative persons. Based on this, a strategic advisor group of experts convened by World Health Organization concluded that only dengue sero seropositive persons should be vaccinated whenever dengue control programs are planned that include vaccination. So, in this case, <laughs> the, the, the virus didn't work. It was counterproductive. And that's as, as it relates to, to dengue. Now, how, how does that, what does that say as it, com as it relates to, to, to COVID? This bit of information could be important to COVID. Hypothetically speaking, if SARS-CoV-2 works like dengue, which is also caused by an RNA virus, then anyone who has not tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 might actually be at increased risk for severe COVID-19 after vaccination. And only those who have already recovered from a bout, from a bout of COVID-19 will be protected against severe illness if they got the vaccine. Now, to be clear, here's the thing. This is the kicker. We do not know whether it, that is the case or not. But these are important areas of inquiry, and the current vaccine trials will simply not be able to answer this important question. So we won't know until we see it happening with those people who have currently been vaccine, vaccinated. The Swiss Medical Weekly paper also reviews the evidence of ADE in coronavirus infections, citing research showing inoculating cats against the feline infectious uh, peritonitis virus, FIPV, a feline coronavirus. In it increases the severity of the disease when challenged with the same FIPV serotype as that in the vaccine. So, you know, it, it, it runs the risk of, basically, the risk of infection after getting the vaccine. If you weren't infected before, after getting the vaccine, you end up being worse off. The possibility exists. Not, we're not saying that that is what is going to happen, but the possibility exists. An interesting 2012 paper with the title, which is quite telling, Immunization with SARS coronavirus vaccines leads to pulmonary immuno immunopathology on challenge with SARS virus. That's, a, that's the title of the article. Um, the paper demonstrates what many researchers now fear, namely that COVID-19 COVID vaccines may end up making people more prone to severe COVID-2 infection. Now, let me, let, me, let me ask this. How many people have heard at any point in time as the 
information was being put out there about vaccines being developed and the possible risks involved. How many people heard anything about the possibility that if you get the vaccine, you have not contracted COVID-19, you get the vaccine and then get exposed to the virus, that it could be worse for you? We haven't heard that. I haven't heard any news reports that said anything to that effect. However, here we are with an article that was fact-checked. They did the fact-checks and it passed. So you can go look it up on Mercola.com. This was an article from back in November of 2020. So it is not just know that the, 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 the vaccine is approved and is being used that this article was presented. No, 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 this was presented a long time ago. And there are other articles that were presented before that speaks to, to this type of, of, of vaccine and what can possibly happen. The paper reviews experiments showing immunization with a variety of SARS vaccines resulted in pulmonary immunopathology once challenged with the SARS virus. So, all right, let me, let, me, let me just present to you real quickly what the authors said. Inactivated whole virus vaccines, whether inactivated with formula or beta propylactone, and whether given with or without alum adjuvant, adjuvant, exhibited the TH2 type immunopathologic in immunopathologic in lungs after challenge. As indicated, two reports attributed the immunopathology to presence of the N protein in the vaccine. However, we found the same immunopathologic reaction in animals given S-protein vaccine only, although it appeared to be of lesser intensity. Thus, a TH2-type immunopathologic reaction on challenge of vaccinated animals has occurred in three of four animal models, not in hamsters, including two different inbred mouse strains with four different types of SARS-CoV vaccines with and without alum adjuvant. An inactivated vaccine preparation that does not induce this result in mice, ferrets, and non-human primates has not been reported. This combined experience provides concern for trials with SARS-CoV vaccines in humans. Clinical trials with SARS-CoV vaccines have been conducted and reported to induce antibody responses to be safe. However, the evidence for safety is for a short period of observation. The concern arising from the present report is for an immunopathologic reaction occurring among vaccinated individuals on exposure to infectious SARS-CoV, the basis for developing a vaccine for SARS. Additionally, safety concerns relate to effectiveness and safety against antigenic variants of SARS-CoV and for safety of vaccinated persons exposed to other coronaviruses, particularly those of the type 2 group. I encourage you guys to, to, to go and, and, and look up this information and others like it. Because it talks about, it asks the question if 
elderly people are more vulnerable to ADE. So on top of all those concerns before, evidence is actually showing the elderly who are most vulnerable to severe COVID-19 are also most vulnerable to ADE. And preliminary research findings posted on the preprint server MedRxiv at the end of March 2020, a year ago, reported that middle-aged and elderly COVID-19 patients have far higher levels of anti-spike antibodies, which again increase ineffectivity than younger patients. So, this COVID-19 virus and the vaccine that is going along with it could possibly lessen the number of middle-aged to elderly people that are on planet Earth. If everywhere is, is infected with... If, 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 if COVID-19 is everywhere... And this vaccine is going everywhere to combat COVID-19. And this information, this, this, these findings from these, these uh, tests from before are actually true. Then I guess you can, it stands to reason that the elderly who are more, more vulnerable to ADE, you know... It's pretty much just signing their death sentence because they get this vaccine. They've never contracted the virus. And if it, is, if it operates the very same way that these other viruses operate, then it's good night. You get the vaccine, you have a false sense of security, you get infected with the virus, and boom, you're done. As what possibly happened in Austria with this individual who got the vaccine. Maybe that very same day that he got the vaccine, he was exposed to the virus. And that is what made him check out. I, I don't know. It's an assumption. But at the same time, all assumptions need to be examined when it comes to something that you don't have concrete information about. So again, I'm not saying that the virus doesn't exist. The virus is here. I'm asking, and I've been asking these questions from a long time ago. What is the purpose of this particular vaccine as it relates to this particular virus? Since we don't know how effective it is, because clinical trials lasted only, what, weeks to months? Weeks to, at most, six months? And still, results are inconclusive, because there's still a lot of question signs. Well, you know, we don't know if you can be reinfected after getting the virus. We don't know the extent to which you could be reinfected. We don't know if you can transmit the virus after getting, in, after getting vaccinated. Well, here is something that we didn't know about. We didn't know if you got the vaccine and had not contracted the virus before that 
it could be much worse when you, if you do contract the virus. But even better yet, that the vaccine could be more effective if you caught the virus naturally and recovered from it. So that now is, it, it is more like the virus is acting more like a booster. The, the vaccine, sorry, is acting more like a booster when, when you get it. So the, the, the antibodies that your body has already developed naturally. So, again, we need to question the science. Not necessarily just follow the science. We need to question the science. Because we need to ask the questions in order to get the answers that make us feel more comfortable. And if you don't ask the questions, that is on you. You know, it, it's a requirement that we ask questions. When you go to the doctor, you don't just take whatever it is that you're being told. You need to ask questions because the doctor doesn't know you like you know you. The doctor is going off what you're telling them. So you give a lot of information and you ask a lot of questions. Don't just take whatever because, again, it's a practice. And they could get some things wrong and they could get some things right. And whatever they get right, they recommend that you continue doing that. Whatever you get wrong, then of course you need to change it. But if you're not asking the questions, you won't know where to go from there. And it is the where to go from there that is important. You mess around and believe me, you are riding for a fall. Of our musical therapy tonight, the sound of Lady Tia, a poor man production. It's called Riding for a Fall.
sharing Do remember the podcast is available the night shift to dj kevin stew on major platform platforms major podcast platforms all over apple google amazon podcast addict tune in spotify you check it out anywhere. Google it. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. I guess I'm at it again. When me turn around, I look, me see family, no friend. No, I miss you, my baby. This is Aisha Blender. Can a mother tender care? Sees towards her child she bears. Track called I Wish. Was no easy task. Was no easy task. But I choose the path of life. Blender, daughter of Everton Blender. Track called I Wish.
This is Sona Tamara B. Track called Child of the King. Some of you may have caught Tamara on Sunday on Bar Talk. Hanging out with Dwayne Stevenson. Tamara B, the wife of lead singer of Third World, A.J. Brown. You can hear him providing supporting vocals on this track. Close out the week tomorrow with Real Talk. I'll be joined by Dr. Sabrina Smith, a philosopher of biology. She's also an associate professor or an assistant professor of philosophy at the University of New Hampshire. You might remember a few months ago, I spoke with a David Livingston Smith. Yeah, he is her husband. I got introduced to him by Dr. David Barash. I can't wait to have them all on one call. I'd be like a kid in a candy store, trust and believe. Christine Alicia working on with Tasha T. Track called Love Liberation. There is in Christine.
thank you each and everyone for hanging out with me tonight. Once again, thank you to all the affiliates. Island Worldwide, NIE Radio. um, (laughs) NIE Radio. One Harmony Radio. ClintonLindsay.com, the Foundation Radio Network. WGLRO. Aliwap Radio. Music Media Group. PEMGTV.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. Remember, the call for members of your community. Your community is not just a development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. Whether you walk, ride, or drive on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, the people that you pass along the way, these are members of your community. So look out for one of them today because you never know who's going to look out for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stew. This is how I like to do it to you, for you, and with you, and for wherever you are in the world right now. I bid you a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good day from right here in South Florida. It is good night. And I leave you with Empress Unique, a track called My Story. Here's my story that's never been told. I'm no longer a child, I'm grown old. Looking out of the window. So many lost souls Wondering what's their story And if it's ever been told Listening to people that don't really know Cause my story's never been told
This is DJ Kevin Stew inviting you to bubble up and simmer down with me in the Saturday Stew right here on Reggae Global Radio. Get ready for the special segment called The Secret Ingredient, where you may hear from your favorite artist or producer. Saturday Stew happens every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time exclusively on ReggaeGlobalRadio.com, where we get high on reggae. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. (laughs) 